Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The Witching Hour. Hey, Metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the Ultimate Underground Metal Tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They are open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. And my guest this week is Vlad the Inhaler from the band Persecutor. Yeah. Dude, like, I was talking with um, some uh, other band's management and they had recommended Persecutor, and I had heard some things a ways back, and I was like, yeah, man, I'd like to reach out to him, and it just so happened to be that, like, when I was emailing about this band coming up, they asked about, hey, would you like to have Persecutor also? And I was like, yeah, sure, fuck, let's schedule it. And so it happened, and it's it's just been really fucking rad, right? So... So we actually recorded this a couple of weeks back. So we're kind of talking into the into the future, but back in the past now because of the, the way things were recorded. So I think you'll get the gist of it. And yeah, so hopefully everybody's doing well and kicking ass and taking names and doing what we do, right? We fucking survive here in the fucking Metal Forge, right? Bam. Pound the fucking hammer down, fucking bend it and shape it to your fucking will. Yes, that's what this is about. I keep getting messages over here as you can hear. But anyway, uh, so yeah, fucking persecutor. Uh, I'm going through like this weird fucking like, like phase thing change. I don't know. Uh, so the... The new synopsis of this show is to focus more on independent metal. You know, people call it underground. It's pretty above fucking ground. 
this stretches the whole fucking world, right? And that's what I am so fucking interested in. And we're, you know, we're going to try and change the, the fucking world with this. That's what I want to fucking do. You know, get as many fucking independent bands on this fucking show. Build this fucking show. Build our fucking fan base. You know, where we have great fucking things. You know, out with the old, in with the fucking new. You know, these bands like fucking, you know, my opinion, like Haunt, Night Demon, fucking Seven Sisters, fucking it, it just Soul Grinder, Solicitor, Lady Beast, fucking, you know, th- just to name a fucking few. And there's fucking tons more. It's just like, you know, they deserve to fucking be playing these bigger fucking places. These fucking, you know, headlining fucking shit like Donington and fucking shit like that rather than fucking playing in a fucking parking lot show across the fucking the way from it, you know? That's just my opinion, but I know a lot of us share that opinion too for all types of the fucking of metal and shit like that and that's where I think it's where we come together but, you know, I'm fucking rambling as fuck here and, you know, so just know that going to fucking bed at night kind of shit, that the fire still fucking burns, and we all carry that fucking torch. And that's what it's fucking about. Making it fucking known. Making it fucking heard. Kicking ass. Fucking defending yourself. And throwing down that fucking fiery sword and saying, fuck you. Dig it. This is from Persecutor. This is Halloween 91.
All right, metalheads. Wow. This week is really cool because uh, I technically have, I believe, my first Romanian guest on the Metal Forge. And we're speaking with Vlad from Persecutor. Dude, what's up? Hello. How you doing, Mark? Many thankings to have me on the program. I see you talk to um, a lot of guests that I know that we make concert with. So it's very cool to, to join the club, as they say. For sure, for sure. Uh, who who did you look at and 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 say, oh wow, they've been on there? Yes. Well, uh, I see that you talk to the band Night uh, oh, yes. from San, San Francisco. Yes, we make um, we make a, a tour with them, a small tour with them in February. We did. It was great. Great guys. Um, you have uh, entranced uh, these guys as friends, friends of, of we here in the Los Angeles. We play like uh, three concerts with them also. And um, Midnight, of course, from Cleveland. We, we make a concert with them down in San Diego. Um, when was this? Last November, something like this. It was when, when Midnight was on the tour with Merciful Fate. Nice. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I know these bands. I, 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 you know, I look through the list that you post on the website. So it's very cool to to have Persecutor also. Many thankings for this. Definitely, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, those those three bands that you, yeah, that they were all great interviews. Um, from you know the times even when Vanek was on as a soul is just part of his thing, and then when uh, Athenar came on, yeah, great stuff. But that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk about Persecutor and tell everyone out in the Metal Forge about Persecutor. Well, let's see. Persecutor has been banned for a long time, but um, was mostly just me, you know? It is only very recently I come to USA, I get musicians together to actually make it into a, a live band, you know? And before it was just recordings. So now we have live band, we play at many concerts, and and now we have two albums. Um, one come out 2020 called Permanent Winter. The new one come out next weekend, Snow Business. There is no business like, like snow. snow business. Yes. <laughs> I I immediately said that when I saw the name. Uh, I was like, snow business. There's no business yes. like snow business. That absolutely. And so let me ask you this. Because you had said that you've been out for a while, um, looking through the metal archives, I'm seeing that 2013 was the um the kind of the first time you, that you had released something. And yes. Yes. now, did did you write and record everything? Yes. So, um, yes, I write and record everything. And this is usually, this is, um, in a way, it is still kind of how it works, but in, in the sense that uh, I write and record demos now, and the guys learn the song, they're, they're much better um, players than, than me. So they play this stuff on the albums now. But this first release you're talking about, Power Frost, this is just me. I am performing everything on this release. But now on the albums, uh, I'm just doing the vocals on the albums. I, okay. I make demo at home. I play everything on the demo. I send to the guys. They learn the parts. And then, um, and, and then you know, we play, we make the concert, we make the recordings, whatever we need to do. Definitely. See, that was one of the things I wanted to ask because that's kind of what I gathered from from the early stuff, from the research that I had done. But the thing about it is, is like, you know, there's still some bands out there that, you know, they have a live band that you know that that's the band 
but the one person still does everything. You know, like Athanar still does everything. Yes, uh, I, I talked to him about this. Yes, I know he still do everything on the records, and and um, and then he get the guys to play live. Yes, I do a little bit different because. Um, you know, I, I'm, I do, I'm not having a lot of patience, uh, you know, for like the recording process. So <laughs> I do the demos like what they say, uh, quick and dirty. I make the demos and then, you know, so I, it's funny. I, I don't even remember how to play most of the songs. Like if you ask me to play like a guitar riff, it would take me a minute to figure it out I, because I, I recorded so long, like, you know, one of Persecutor guitar riffs. Um, For sure, yeah. I played this stuff on the demo, and then I let Chris, uh, inverted Chris and and, and the Blake, our guitar players, uh, I let them do it. They, they're so much better than me, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I totally get that. I'm the, I'm the same way. Like, I'll write some, a, a riff at home on guitar, and then I take it to my band practice, and I'm like, all right, this is what I got. What can we do with it? <laughs> yes, yes. And, yeah, it's definitely definitely a skill level thing. Like, I could hold my own with rhythm, but when it comes to, like, putting leads and stuff, no, I'm not that guy. Um, but, so, you know, that's actually really cool because looking at um, looking at some of the other people in the band, you know, you've had, you've got some really, uh, really awesome heavy hitters in the, in the group, you know, uh, like Tyler and Blake. Yes, yes, yeah, and. This guys is so great, man. Yes, I'm very lucky. Definitely. And, you know, th- and that's so cool because it's like other- they're the two newest members, but everybody else has been there since, since uh, I guess, when you come to America. Yes. So Inverted Chris is like the first guy. He's one of the first people I'm meeting when I come to USA. And, um, you know, there's a funny story. He and I, we actually do Celtic. First thing we do together is Celtic Frost cover. <laughs> Nice. Because we get asked, we, yes, we get asked to make one for compilation, and um, for this he actually played drums, and I played everything else um, for this Celtic Frost cover we do. Um, but then through him, I meet Adam Mari, who is the bass player, and uh, then we get uh, Scott Batiste uh, from the Saviors Band. Uh, I should mention that Inverted Chris was also in um, Lightning Swords of Death, which mm-hmm. was a. a a cool band here in uh, Los Angeles, Black Metal. They put out a record on Metal Blade, I believe. So we get Scott Batiste. He play in the Saviors Band, which I like quite a bit. He play on the albums, but then um, after we would do Snow Business, uh, he moved away. He moved to uh, Albuquerque in New Mexico. And um, so he come back. He play a couple shows with us, but, you know, the distance become too much. And he's a very big, busy guy. He have like, very important job. So... Uh, you know, we, I talk to him and he say, you know, I, you know, I don't want to hold you guys up, you know. Um, uh, we already have Blake in the band at this point. We get Blake Meal from um, the Hunt- Huntress Band is what he used to be in. Right. Uh, which, you know, quite big band. Um, and then his brother, uh, Tyler, was filling his in first for Scott. And then now he become the guy. Um, and he, Tyler, I should mention, he also, he did not play drums on the record, but he did the, he mixed snow business and he do fantastic job it sounds so fucking good because of of tyler you know definitely and you know that's what i want to that's you know like i said the reason why we're here is snow business and so tell me about that what obviously you know you had the full length come out in 2020 of permanent winter and then the world went to shit and you really couldn't tour until you know probably mid 2021 i would think if you you know doing shows again and now you've got 
a follow-up album out now. So what? So run me through the process of how that happened. Well, okay. So uh, Permanent Winter, the first album, was originally supposed to be released June 2020. But then, as everybody knows, in March, you know, we have big shutdown in the mm-hmm. entire globe. So the record label decide, hey, maybe we push this a little bit to make more sense to um, have it out when you can make a tour and we agree with this so he 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 pushed it to, to september but of course that was like wishful thinking because right the world was open up so the the re- so that that kind of ended up being a problem because it means we have debut album is coming out during global pandemic which is not ideal situation as you say you know we are not able to play show again until like i don't know i forget when we first come back but it's like in middle of 2021 something like this but what we did do was, you know, um, at some point after, you know, we get the vaccine and all this, um, we decide, okay, uh, we're going to keep our little group small. Or, or maybe, we, I think maybe, so the Snow Business was recorded in two sessions. First session was actually recorded before vaccine, which okay. um, was maybe not smartest idea in the world. But, <laughs> you know, we, we did not really know what the situation was at that point. Um, so we did half the album in the recording session before vaccine. And then there's big delay uh, before vaccine, you know, and all this. And then the second part was done after everybody had the vaccine. Um, so it was quite a bit safer. But the, the, the whole album was recorded during, during the pandemic. Yes, that is true. Um, so that's why, you know, it's kind of... Um, and then, you know, you factor in the delay that everybody know about with the vinyl pressing mm-hmm. plant like eight months to get to make record, you know? Wow. And, so these, so a and, lot of these songs have been around for a few years then. Yes, man. It's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating. So it, it, it's brand new to everybody, but to us, you know, I mean, we already have like half new album written, you know what I mean? Wow. So, See, that's um, what I've noticed it, a lot of people are doing. Yes. Yes. I think, I think a lot of people have this like backlog because if he was, if you were not just like sitting on your ass during pandemic, you were still writing and working and stuff, or you were able to at least, um, you have backlog. And so that is the case with us too, but we're very excited to come get this record out. It come out on Friday, 23 June, so not a week from tomorrow. Um, and we're very excited, man. Blues, we have new label, Blues Funeral Recordings. Um, it's very cool. We're very excited. Definitely. And, you know, I was... Um listening to well i was actually i was watching the video to one of the songs in particular which is suck city yes and i was i was flipping through to see if you had published lyrics which there's not any on on the uh, bandcamp page or anything that i saw but uh i i want to ask you about what is the second verse in that the second verse of suck city um, well, it is about uh, an IRA bombing that take place in the Marleybone neighborhood of London in the 1972 or three, something like this, the early 70s. Yes. Okay. Which yes. is which is interesting because okay, so maybe I'm mistaken here, so I'll ask that again. Uh, so it must be the third verse then, which is about uh, Brianna Taylor, correct? Yes, yes. Third verse is Breonna Taylor, yes. Which is, you know, which is the city that I'm from. Yes, Louisville, okay. Well, oddly enough, uh, 
the guy who is the for, you know the DP, the director of photography for the Sox City video, he also from Louisville. Oh, really? And, and in fact, this is fun fun fact. Uh, he turned down shooting Kentucky Derby to make persecutor video. Nice. Um, now I can only, you know, I tell him I don't know why you do this because I'm sure that uh, the Kentucky Derby is paying you much more, much more money than uh, Persecutor. But he say, oh, you know, I have done the Kentucky Derby many times, and this, you know, I, this is more fun. So that well, tells me, you know, he gets it, and he appreciates the reference to to Louisville also. For sure, you know, and when I when I listened to it the first time, I was like, wow, this is. This is heavy as shit. Like, you know, that you that you're not, you know, you're not writing about swords and sorcery and, you know, you're writing from a real world perspective on that song, in my opinion. And I think that yeah. really kicks ass. Thank you. Many thankings to you, man. That uh, I'm glad you and I think a lot a lot of not uh, a lot of people are not noticing this necessarily with persecutor because you know the the image we put out is um you know we want to have fun and this is true I, I do want this but that does not mean that um the songs do not have to have uh are not going to have some sort of lyrical substance to them right you know? or you know not have meaning yes yes so i'm glad that you uh, it makes me happy that you are seeing this you know well, but I, I will say that the lyrics are not printed in 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 the album Definitely, which I can definitely understand as well, uh, you know, and you had kind of, you had mentioned that before, you know, we started rolling about uh, English not being your first language, which I'm sure... That is not the reason, though. That is not the reason the lyrics... Oh, okay. Because we print the lyrics in the first album. The reason is because uh, we have um, we have a piece of artwork that was done for the record that was originally intended to be the cover of the record but then i won't go into the long story but it, it was ultimately decided that we did not use this piece of art for the cover and this was done by jeff whitehead uh leviathan is his band he is very uh, famous in demand tattoo artist and he also had one man black metal band called leviathan definitely familiar with so he make this artwork and so you know we have to make a decision to not use it and we use the photo that you see instead. But I really like this painting that he is doing. It's a painting he, he he did by hand. And I say, okay, I want to include this with the album, even though it is not the cover. And so we have, you know, there's an insert inside. But the insert only have two sides. We put the artwork on one side, and then of course you have to have the credits. Right. So the credits go on the other side, which means no lyrics. So that is the reason, not because. Um, okay. Yeah, for sure. Not because of English. Yes. Okay, uh, which is interesting. You know, I, I'm looking at the cover, and I don't, I don't understand like why it it looks so good. Actually, <laughs> it's because the lady who's taking the picture, Jessica Luna, she's a very talented uh, photographer. That is why. <laughs> well, I mean. It just like spawns like so many like questions it, that like you know from everything from from the jacket with no shirt, uh, the mask, uh, the the blunt, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It, it, it something about it like reminds me of a straight up eighties cover. 
Good man, good. That means we mission accomplished, you know? <laughs> you know, like you could totally see like that being a Rick James album cover. Like I can oh, imagine man, that being now you're being... getting it. Now you're getting it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a massive Rick James fan. Massive. No shit. That's great. <laughs> but it's just like I can just see you being like, yeah. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. I love Rick James. We we talk about Rick James in the title track, actually. It's no business. We we give him shout out. And why shouldn't anybody give him a shout out? Because fuck, man. Yeah. He's like, yes. I mean, for somebody to have the music, the musical capability like somebody like he had and Prince had, and, you know, just wow. Yes, man. He is uh, one of the greatest of all time. I highly recommend to anyone who is interested to read his autobiography. It come out after he is, is dead. Uh, right. It's called Glow. Uh, it is called Glow, and it is quite good. Very entertaining. So Definitely. I recommend this to all your listeners. Definitely. So that the album is being released on the 23rd of June. Uh, this this will probably be a week or two after the actual release is when this will drop. Okay. Uh, okay. So what are your plans going forward? Do you all have tours scheduled? Do you have – what's going on? Okay. So on the day after the show the, – the day after the album come out, on the 24th, uh, it's a Saturday – we're doing a spe- very special uh, record release party here in Hollywood, California, and we uh, the host will be Josh Barnett, the great UFC champion, and he is having um, he's putting out he's involved with a beer company and a beer podcast, um, uh, RRBG. I did this podcast on Tuesday. I was a guest on this one, nice. and uh, so Josh Barnett is doing meet and greet. And um, uh, people, the, the beer will be there for people to try, and uh, and then he will, in, you know, he will introduce us, and uh, we will make uh, the, you know, the record release concert. We have um, special bands, uh, you know, opening bands, uh, handpicked uh, that I choose. Um, a band called New Skeletal Faces, which is from San Diego, and then we, the next night, we go to San Diego. And we do this uh, a record release show again with New Skeletal Faces. This time in their, you know, in their hometown. Right and, on. Um, yes. So that is the big weekend release plans. And then yes, touring. Uh, I cannot discuss anything now, but we have plans for the fall. Yes, but has not been announced. So I have to, you know, keep it quiet for now. Understandable. Yeah, you know, especially if something big is on the horizon. Yeah, you definitely need to. You know, you can't violate any NDAs or anything like that. You know, yes, man. sometimes I don't think we get deported. You know, what's that? I don't need to get deported. Oh shit, know? no, N- definitely not at all. <laughs> so that is one thing I did want to ask. Also, before we switch over to the general questions um, segment, is so the mask. What yes. made you want to perform under a mask? Well, there's many reasons. You know, the first one is um, I would like to keep the focus on the music, not so much who is the personality, you know, who is the person. Um, uh, This way, I'm hoping instead of, you know, we don't want to distract people with the handsome face I am having. You Uh, know what I mean? Okay. Um, And it allows me to, like, walk around with a little bit anonymity when I want. Um, But also, you know, is... um, 
is a little bit of uh, you know without going into too much details is a little bit of a legal concern also so I, I will leave it at that <laughs> okay okay yeah I could totally get that and yeah I mean you know because there's been some successful bands with masks and, and I'm gonna exclude Kiss in that you got Guar Slipknot and stuff like that so it's not an unheard of thing which is cool because really in that in the music business you know the sky really can be the limit. And yes, man. I think and, that's know, what I, I what attracts me to it. Okay, I see. I like that, man. I like that. I, I think it allows people to, um, you know, they can they have to use their imagination a little more and decide. And a lot maybe that is bad in some ways because they put their own um, attributes, you know, to something. Right. But a lot of times it, it it keeps out the personality part. You know, like they call it the personality that we have. Um, what is the okay? So there is like a not to get too like artsy fartsy on you, but you know, <laughs> there's like. I think it is Oscar Wilde. He's saying, you know, that a man is least himself when he speaks to you in his own voice. Uh, give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. Mm. I think Very that is much. true, man. Yeah, I, I can that see that because there, the anonymity is there. So, you know. Well look, and- at what ha- well, look at what happened on the internet, man, right? Every jackass on the internet is hiding behind a fake name, fake picture. So... They say whatever the fuck they want, right? This is a bad example of what I'm talking about, but it worked the same way. You know Absolutely. I mean? They feel free to say whatever they like because they enjoy the anonymity. And right. And they know that there's no the repercussion to... I'm not being asshole, you know? <laughs> right. And that they know that there's no repercussion to what they say. Yes. You know, yes. nobody's going to reach through the screen and, and punch them or try to harm them or or anything you know so yeah i totally get that and it and oh i just had that weird thought about confessional and i'm like no i'm not thinking no fuck that shit (laughs) so uh yeah yeah i'm yeah fuck the religious talk today Hot in Hellfire, no sleep till death. Starting Thursday, August 24th, 2023, at Reverb Lounge in Omaha, with select dates in Chicago, Detroit, Newport, Indianapolis, Brooklyn, Wallingford, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, Pensacola, Lafayette, and Check listings on Facebook and the Haunt the Nation fan No sleep till death. In a time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Building Crusher. From the band who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become Crusted! Be more 
So I'm going to go ahead and switch over to some general profile questions. These, this is the called the derailed segment because five random questions, anything goes. Are you cool with that? Okay, let's do it, man. All right. If you could go back and undo one thing, what would you undo? Oh, man. This is a difficult question. So many things, man. Uh, I would undo... Um, I would go back and change... Um, uh, you know, I would make it so that uh, Hitler did not cause any problem, you know? That he, um, instead of causing world war and mass death, he just be, be the frustrated painter that he was, that he started out as, and he live his life that way instead of, you know... And, yeah, instead becoming, of what he becoming did. Becoming world's biggest asshole, yes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I totally agree with that. That would probably be, you know, on a on a grand scheme, on a world scale... That, dude, that's super fucking noble of you. My life would be very different. So it, it is, in a way, a little bit selfish, but that is not why I'm saying it. Right. I, and and I understand that. And, dude, like I said, that's still, that's fucking noble as shit. And fuck yeah. Kudos to you for that. Do you think space tourism should become a thing? Um. Well, let me put it this way. I think it will become a thing. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it, so I don't give a fuck. No. Oh, yes. So, like, you know, or, or would you be, like, would you be weary of it? Let's saying, saying it was, like, something like a commercial flight, you know, from fucking wherever to wherever. You know, Phoenix to fucking Denver, I don't know. Fucking, and it is, quote, somewhat affordable. It's like, would you, would you do it? So, I go Phoenix to Denver, but I do it, what, if the layover is on the moon? <laughs> No, no, no. Like, no, what I'm, I'm like, so it would be, say, like the, uh, the Southwest $99 deal for the flight, right? And you could fucking go and tour space for 99 bucks. Would you do it? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, what would I get to see? You know, I, I guess, I guess I need to know what, what, where, where do I get to go? Do I go to the moon or do I just, they just take me up in the air and they go, look, there is the space junk that we leave. There is the satellite we explode. There is the space station mirror. I don't know. It depends what the you know. What are the benefits? Where do, right. what do I get to see? Right. Or and how yes, long I mean, the and I mean, how long the tour is? Ninety nine dollars. Uh, you know, when the, I, I don't think anything. I, I will, we will be lucky if a banana costs ninety nine dollars when this uh, <laughs> when right. technology is available. You know? <laughs> That's great. A ninety nine dollar banana. Oh shit. <laughs> Have you okay. ever spent the night in a haunted hotel? Uh, I have spent the night in two haunted buildings, uh, one of which was on the list of most haunted buildings in America. Interesting. And it was formerly known as the Charles Gate Hotel in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, it is on the list. You can look it up. I spent quite a few nights there. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't... I've inhabited some, some haunted places, but I don't know if I've ever stayed the night in any any actually knowing yes i knew i knew it was it was like on the list it's famous so yes i knew wow that... i did not i did not go there for the hauntings it was just a practical place to stay at the time nice so so do you not follow any kind of paranormal stuff like that at all well it's not that i don't follow it, it uh, my view on this stuff is um it's like a like a radio dial you know you're either tuned into the frequency or you are not and uh, for me, 
I think the frequency exists, and I am very thankful that I am not tuned into the frequency. I cannot get it on my radio, you know? Interesting. So I'm, I am glad. For example, you know, I know many people, they stay in this building at the same time I am there, and they, have, they see all kinds of things, they have all kinds of experience. I do not have any of this. And this is what I'm saying. I think they maybe are tuned into the frequency, and but, I am not. But you're not. Yeah. That's I'm thankful. Actually... I'm thankful. I don't want that frequency. I don't right. need it. Yeah, because that can, you know, seeing things like that, apparitions, you know, things moving for no reason that, you know, that, yeah, that'd be weird. But yeah, I totally get that. And it's a very interesting analogy of how how you worded that about being like a radio dial and not being not on that frequency. And yeah. I think that is when it comes down to like the over um, genre specific thing in metal. We all know that, right? That it's like, well, this isn't death. It, it's technical metal, but it's tech death. And it, you know how it just like breaks down to every single oh, like yeah. sub niche yeah. category thing. And yes, it's like, yes. And I think that's definitely a thing for that as well. There's some of that stuff that you know, personally, I I think it's, we just don't pick up that frequency for it. Yes, yes, I, I'm not, uh, it is true that I'm not listening to um, many of the micro genres. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I don't I don't much either. Uh, all right, uh, we're moving like super fast here. Do you believe that the government can control the weather? Or uh, do you think that they can control the weather plus some of these natural disasters that happen? No, I don't think they are that smart. Okay. Uh, I think I think we give the government too much credit. No, I think they are not that that smart actually. No, they cannot control the weather. That is my guess. <laughs> yeah, see, I I don't know about like governmental stuff, but you know, I think when it comes to like conspiracy theory stuff like that, like there's uh <laughs> my my partner in crime Jason Gardner, he uh told me a, a funny joke. And he always wants me to do it in the uh, in my impersonation voice of Jesse Ventura. So I'll spare okay. everybody from doing that today, but I'll say the joke is, what's the difference between the truth and a conspiracy theory? Six months. Yes, well, uh, yes. Uh, uh, right? And, yes, Jesse Ventura, yes, yes. And the thing about it is, it's like, do I believe that there is a, a, a farther, like, upper echelon of, like, socialite people that's that's really running the show? Yeah, I kind of do. Because, especially in American government the last fucking, like, 15 years or 20 years or better, you know, it's definitely, like, it's been a real shit show. So... Yep. So, yeah, I definitely think of that. But, like, the whole, like, is the government, could the government control that? No, you're. I think you're right in saying that they they probably have too much fucking credit if you if you think they can control the weather. Yes, I don't think, um, I don't think they can do it, man. I don't think they have the, um, you know, I don't think they're smart enough to get it together to do something like this. Definitely. All right. So, I've got one more question, but before we get okay. into it. Uh, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp pages, go buy the merch, go to shows when you see these guys performing, because, you know, if it's anything like the videos, 
it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, it is just like the it is just like the video. The the the, the video is more of a documentary than anything else. Yes. See, I was thinking that, and that's awesome. Especially, you know, the Suck City video where it's like, you know, uh, I don't know, just like all of the women around, and y'all are just like living up the party life, you know. Yes, man. That is what that is what we do in Persecutor. You know, we are, we're very fortunate to be able to enjoy this type of lifestyle. Well, yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Exactly, man. If you got it, use it. <laughs> exactly. That's, you know, if you've got it, use it. And there's no business like snow business. And you know what? <laughs> Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today, Vlad? Well, I would like to shout out to my band members, Black and Inverted Chris, Adam Murray and, um, and Tyler Mill, um, and, and Scott Batiste, who is um, at home in New Mexico. He, he's a big part of the album, too. He played on the album. would not be possible without him. So, you know, um, you know, I am the one who is doing the interviews here because maybe because I'm writing the lyrics and, and this is the person people ask to talk with. But these guys is the whole operation. And also uh, our lovely merch queen, Ina. She is in all the videos, that all the new videos that you see, the night job video. Snow Business Suck City. Um, she do this. And, of course, um, Sydney Mills and uh, Casey Baker, they make the Suck City video. Carmen Monoxide, Jenny Luna, uh, Brandon Pierce, uh, Brian Saul. All these people help make the videos possible. And Jessica Luna, she take the album photo that you like so much. They're all... All these people, um, you know, they are the, um, the wind beneath my wings. Dude, that's awesome. Like, you know, I was that that's beautiful because I was just talking with my drummer uh the other day at practice and we were like it was something along the lines of like seeing people recurring. Like, you know, all these same people go on tour with you know, it's like the same merch guy that you always see these bands working with and, you know, and the sound guys and all the light techs and the, the van driver or whoever, you know, that, and it's really cool because it really does take a lot and it really does take like, you know, a family of people to, to work for the, to work for the quote unquote organization as it were. That's right, man. That's you know, right. from and, I, and it's I from everybody. Every one of them. Yes, yes, you're right, man, and I appreciate every one of them. Definitely, and that's super fucking rad as shit. So hell yeah. Final question of the day is: Okay, have you ever done something completely unbelievable, only to have no one see it? Mm, that is a good question. I will say yes, man. Yes, <laughs> we we made we made a whole first record, and I don't know that anyone got to hear it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yes, there you go. That is the answer. Wow, man! <laughs> if <laughs> if a record plays in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it really play at all? <laughs> exactly, man. It is the sound of the sound of no hands clapping. <laughs> oh, oh. That's 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 a harsh one, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I know, I know. Like it. I just, I just, I'm making joke because you know the pandemic kind of like squashed it a little bit. But no, oh, I, it did I, that for yeah. And you know, and seeing so many bands, uh, 
you know, that was the real thing about it is once we came out on the other side of it, finding out who was still together and who wasn't or what venues closed and who didn't. And, you know, it was just like, you know, bands that you might have known in like 2016 and 17 and 18, you know, that were still doing stuff. But when 2020 came along and all of a sudden nobody was there so yeah man i totally get that though but it it kind of did uh ruin a lot of shit i know man i know but i'm glad it is over definitely as am i so dude vlad thank you vlad the inhaler for coming into the metal forge this week and on our way out today i think i actually am gonna play suck city
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 